0: Hello, music teacher friends. Welcome to episode number 78 of the Beyond Measure podcast. Christina Whitlock here, your anytime piano teacher friend. And I just wanted to say thank you for spending your time here listening to me today. I know that I have picked up quite a few new listeners in the past several weeks, so welcome one and welcome all. (laughs) In case you're wondering, this whole music teacher friendship angle that I play up here is 100% genuine, so if you ever feel like introducing yourself, please don't hesitate to drop me a message on Facebook or Instagram. You will find me there at Beyond Measure Podcast, or you can always send me an email. It's beyondmeasurepodcast at gmail.com. I would seriously love to hear from you and find out how things are going in your studio. All right. So, here in the U.S., most of us are getting pretty close to wrapping up another school year. For those of you who actually teach in the schools, (laughs) I offer up my hearty congratulations. You're almost there, and I know that you have earned yourself the summer vacation to end all summer vacations. (laughs) You guys are true superstars walking among us. For those of us who teach outside the school system, I know that some of our summer months look different than the academic year, while others of us just carry on with business as usual. So no matter how you spend your June and July and August, I hope it brings with it a breath of fresh air. (laughs) I know it is definitely feeling that way in my case anyway. Today, I ditched my original plan for this episode, and I thought I would offer up a quick list of four things you might want to consider doing as we near the end of another school year. Now, before I drop this list on you, I need to make one disclaimer, okay? (laughs) While I think that these things are all great ideas, by no means do I want you to feel guilty if they don't work for you in your current season of life. (laughs) You know, those thoughts that we all have, like, I should be doing this and I should be doing that, those things rarely lead us to happier places. Am I right? (laughs) The theme of this podcast always is and always will be, like, here are some things that work for me and you should take them, Leave them, or even better, use them to create your own ideas. (laughs) So, with that said, I'm going to offer up these four things that you could do to make your already amazing studio experience even better, but only if you have the time and energy to do so. Okay? No guilt allowed today. Are you ready? (laughs) Number one. I would strongly consider how you might be able to send individualized notes to your students in the weeks to come. Now, don't overthink this, okay? These do not have to be notes that are multiple paragraphs in length, nor do they need to be perfectly crafted, but I do think that they are beneficial. Now, snail mail, traditional mail, might be a particularly meaningful way to deliver this kind of note, but I'll be honest with you, just do whatever works for you. (laughs) With my current studio size and in my current mental state, I am definitely considering just sending a quick note to each of my students through Tonara and calling it a day. So if you don't know Tonara, it's an app that I use that allows me to communicate really easily amongst other things uh, with my students um, and it works really well for this kind of thing. So regardless of how you send your student notes, I think this gesture goes a long way to endear families to you. And when I say that, I feel like it makes this whole process feel more calculated than sincere. And that's very far from the case, I promise. I just think receiving an unexpected message from your teacher is a terrific way to solidify your relationship. So again, don't complicate this process. (laughs) You could just tell them how proud you are of all the activities they juggled this year or how much their musicianship has really matured. You could tell them that their last recital performance will always remain a fond memory in your teacher heart. (laughs) Or you could let them know that you realize that, hey, it's been a difficult year and you appreciate the fact that they have shown up anyway. You can reference a silly inside joke you guys share or a favorite piece that they've played this year, whatever the case may be. You could write these notes as generic or as personalized as you would like. Any gesture in this regard would be appreciated by students and families alike. So, yeah easy peasy. Number one on our list of things to do as school wraps up would be to send individual notes to your students in whatever way you can do right now. Number two is to take some time for self-reflection and very specifically write it down. (laughs) I've said it before, and here I am saying it again, that my two favorite reflection questions for teachers are very simple. (laughs) What is working and what is not working? (laughs) I have a little weekly reflection printable that I give my podcast listeners for free, so if you're interested in that, I will pop that link in the episode notes for today's show. However, for this kind of year-end wrap-up, I would simply make a list with two columns—what worked this year and, again, what didn't. (laughs) Depending on the kind of year you've had, you will likely be able to fill up one column quicker than the other, (laughs) but I promise they are both really important. And again, I will contend that the actual writing down and preserving of these notes are the most beneficial part for you. So I'll give you a for instance. This year, (laughs) my studio enrollment numbers did not work for me. (laughs) I took on way too many students last fall, and I powered through it all year but not without some pretty substantial sacrifices. Listen, I never thought that I was going to come to a point where I would resent long teaching hours. I just always saw teaching as such an important element of my purpose here on earth that I figured sacrificing family time and rest and whatever else was just part of my life. Well, Friends, I reached a turning point this year. I guess 2022 is the year that broke me. As a result, I am making some pretty firm promises to myself as I look to my fall schedule, which begins in August. I am only taking a fraction of my returning students back. I am moving some of them into group lessons, And I will spend more time with my children and my family this year. It's just too important. I know you'll agree. (laughs) So here's the thing. If you can't tell, I'm pretty motivated about this right now. (laughs) But two months from now, after I've had a lighter summer schedule and when I'm forced to actually turn people that I adore away from my studio... Well, that is going to be another story, and I know myself well enough to know that I'm going to be so tempted to make exceptions, to take just one more student than I've allowed room for in my schedule, or to teach just one more hour that one night. So, I'm writing all of this down right now. (laughs) I'm reminding myself of everything that I've missed this year— of how my health has suffered as a result of this ridiculous schedule that I have maintained, and of how tired I am of just constantly running circles around that hamster wheel that I put myself in. (laughs) And all of these things are going to help me remember how important it is to stick to these boundaries that I have decided for myself. So I tuck all of those written reflections away with the materials that I will use to prepare for the next academic year, which means I am sure to run across them again as I begin planning the 2022-23 year. So friends, that is it. My number two suggestion today, which is to make some notes. What worked for you this year and what didn't work for you this year? and make sure that you revisit these notes again in a couple of months. Number three on today's list is a bit similar to number two. It is to preserve gratitude. I have an entire episode on this topic itself. It's episode number 20 called, of course, Cheers to Preserving Gratitude. I bring this up again today because this is the season where we typically receive a lot of love from our studio families. (laughs) You know, all those cards you receive at the recital, or the drawings from your students, the texts and the emails singing all of your praises, (laughs) those social media posts that families make about their incredible music teachers? I need you to save them all. I keep a folder of screenshots on my phone anytime I get text messages of gratitude or I run across something cool on social media. I save the cards and the artwork and all of the physical remnants in a special file at home. And it sounds silly, but it is so nourishing, so nourishing for the teacher's soul to have these words and gestures saved in one place for a bad day. (laughs) Because let's be honest, we all have days where we question whether or not we're making a difference or whether or not this life is worth it. And having an easy-to-access place where we keep all of these expressions of gratitude is a fantastic way to combat the negativity that inevitably seeps into all of us from time to time. So, again, I've talked more in-depth on that topic back in episode number 20, and of course, I will link that in the episode notes for today's show as well. Point number four today is to meet up with some music teacher friends. (laughs) whether you do it online or in person, carve out some intentional time to celebrate the end of another crazy year with people who get what you do. I know I have a community over on Patreon where we will have a little Zoom party at the end of the month, and if you went in on that, just send me a message and I'll give you all the details. But however you do it, I am 100% convinced that our relationship with other teachers is what can keep us happy and fruitful in this music teacher life. It truly is the whole impetus behind this podcast, and it has proven itself true in my life over and over again. We just need other music teacher friends. (laughs) You might recall that I met up with some of my music teacher friends, Jana Williamson, Joy Morin, and Amy Chaplin, uh, back in April for the MTNA National Conference. And even though the conference was held virtually, we all jumped at the invitation to meet at Amy's house and let her play hostess for us for a few days. Um, That's a role she plays very well, for the record. Um, And it wasn't until I had spent a few days with those incredible friends that I realized just how crazy I had let my schedule become this year. It's kind of like this analogy that I learned from Tim Gunn back in the day when I used to watch Project Runway. (laughs) He would talk about how if you spend too much time in the barn, you get used to the smell and you stop realizing it stinks. And then when someone new comes along, they're like, oh my goodness, it smells awful in here. (laughs) And you're like, really? I hadn't even noticed. (laughs) So now, to be fair, It's not like any of these friends of mine told me my life stunk, (laughs) but just about every conversation we had seemed to weave back to the fact that I had pretty much no margin in my life anymore, and everything was suffering for it. So, I already knew I wasn't living my best life, but spending time with those teacher friends, especially you know three friends as fantastic as Jana, Joy and Amy well that helped me hold a mirror to my life and accept the fact that I needed to make some changes so yeah <laughs> spend time with your teacher friends you don't even have to talk about your studio or business or music or anything related to work because in my experience Successful music teachers all have a certain kind of energy, and I just genuinely enjoy spending time with them, and I feel uniquely recharged after having done so. And there you have it, friends. Four things that I think are worth considering as we head to the end of another school year. Sending individual notes— Reflecting, in writing, on what worked and what didn't. Preserving gratitude in whatever ways you can. And spending time with your teacher friends, whatever way that looks like. So before we go, how about a toast? Music teacher friends from all over the world today I raise my glass to you and salute you for heading into the final stretches of another school year, wherever you may be in that process. I do believe that every year shapes our future teacher selves for better and maybe even for worse. If you want a long and happy teaching career, I think it is really important to reflect on these things and to remain mindful of what's bringing you down. May the summer months bring you exactly what you need in your life this year, whatever the case may be. Cheers to you, my likely tired teacher friends. Here, <laughs> here. friends, that is a wrap on episode number 78. Um, I have a few fun things going on, so here's the gist. If you want more information on the summer study that I'm running for high school students interested in the foundations of piano pedagogy, send me a message. If you're interested in joining my little Patreon community where we have the most fun Zoom conversations at the end of every month, send me a message. And if you're interested in any kind of consulting services, you got it. Send me a message. (laughs) And by the way, if you just want to say hello, (laughs) yeah, send me a message that way also. Uh, You can leave a voicemail in the link uh, that I have for the show notes in this episode. You can also email me anytime you want at Beyond Measure Podcast. That is all one word, by the way. Beyond Measure Podcast at gmail.com. Or find me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at, you guessed it, Beyond Measure Podcast. So it's a lot of ways to get a hold of me, but I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I wish you success in reaching continually onward and upward, my teacher friends. (laughs) I hope you enjoy your week.